is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Uh-oh, it's me. It's not Simon Winstanley, unfortunately. It's Gavin Marshall. Welcome to the UK Steelers podcast. Don't worry, the Stones have not returned. Uh, at this very moment, Cy is probably sunning himself on a Cornwall beach, possibly Fistral beach, eating a jam scone, recovering from a surf lesson, celebrating uh, Alex Highsmith's contract extension. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the UK Steelers podcast. I'm joined by producer Mark Hansen, and we have Rich Citrone. Uh Decent show today, I think. But uh, how are you guys today? How are you? Doing All well. Good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Uh, so what we got? We, we've got in store, after a little bit of news, we've got a, a segment which producer Mark came up with. So uh, thanks for that, Mark. We're going to, um, as you'll know by the title of the podcast, we're going to see how we compare against our AFC uh, North rivals position by position group and see how we do, see how we come out. It's, it's a tough, tough exercise, but I think, I think it should lead to some... Uh, some good discussions, but let's, let's get the, uh, the housekeeping out of the way. I've got to give a shout out to our show producers this week. That's, uh, Rob Ferguson. Oh, a very handsome, uh, Mark Hansen, uh, Glenn thank Jones, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. uh, Matt Audley, <laughs> Joel Spencer, Steve Williams, Jason Bowdler, Ian Faruja, and Christian Rock. Thanks guys. Your support is always appreciated. And in fact, has uh, purchased a new microphone for Mark. How does it sound, Mark? It's well. You you tell me. Does it sound good? It's, 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 it seems to. It looks beautiful. I must say, it's a lovely, uh, lovely thing actually. But um, yeah, if it's, uh, we'll we'll soon see if it sounds good when the uh, when the episode comes out. So um, it's the same one that Dave and Mike. Is it Dave and Mike use this one as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean that that always that sounds great their new mic so yeah hopefully i'm sounding great too yeah thanks thanks patreons because it's uh yeah it's really up in the uh the quality of the show but uh yeah, yeah. And i did i did put a little bit of payment towards this i suppose so yeah thanks to me as well yeah, thanks but, to yourself. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right let's do some news we've got some big news i hinted at it earlier but here we go all right hit that horn babe let's dance Yeah, Alex Highsmith extension, sixty-eight million, four year with a. Uh, I don't think the details have fully come out about the the breakdown of the contract, but it's roughly annual average of seventeen million a year. So now we've got both edge rushers locked up for a couple of years. It's good news, huh? Woo woo! Great, great news. Big fan. Yeah. Yep. What do we think about the value? I mean, it takes him to the thirteenth highest paid edge rusher in the league. I think that's about right, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to be. Um, didn't think it was going to be small. I was quite taken aback at it by first, but then kind of analysing it, breaking it down, I thought actually, yeah, no, I think he's worth every penny of this. So, yeah, no, I'm extremely excited. I'm glad we've got these, you know, the the two uh, two starting edge guys locked down now, ready to go, no drama going into the camp. Absolutely fantastic. Um, really good work by Omar Khan again. Um, yeah, just very excited, and I'm hoping he can. He can have a season similar to what he's just had. Yeah, this keeps him around until he's 30, right? I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I saw reports that, you know, this, this is the way that you should handle a contract extension from, from the player side. You mm. know, it's not been, you know, he's been there. He's been, you know, it's not been like a holdout situation. It's just been working with the team. And, you know, both parties have, have come to a sort of amicable solution. You know, not so much. You hear him say this means everything in his uh, in his uh, kind of uh, conf- press conference just afterwards. Um, so, you know, this guy is just very excited to be a Steeler as well, which is which is just absolutely awesome to see. Yeah, it's nice to lock up somebody of this character too. I don't know if you guys heard his interview yeah. on uh, football and on Ben's podcast, but just a solid good dude, you know. And you really like to see that because it, when you have these guys around long term, it does wonders for your locker room. It's such a it's such a difference in the locker room and it, just a you know a great role model and leader for the young guys. So really, really happy to see it. Mm. And a guy that came out of a small school, you know, Charlotte. It wasn't a big program he was from in college. So it's a great story, really, you know. It's one of the one yeah. of those stories yeah. for the NFL. He's now the you know the, as I said the thirteenth highest paid edge rusher. So obviously First thing I do is to go and look at who the the other guys are: um, Khalil Matt, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Von Miller, T.J. Watt, who's that? Bradley Chubb, Max Crosby, <laughs> and then we get to Harold Landry, Eric Armstead, Daniel Hunter, and Robert Quinn. Oh, and Randy Gregory. They're all paid more than him. And then below him is Emmanuel Burr, Leonard Williams, Trey Hendrickson, uh, John Franklin Myers, Matt Judon, Cameron Jordan. I think he's sitting perfectly there. That's sort of yeah. almost the exact right place where you could slot him. Yeah, I mean, when you compare some of the guys above him, you would think like, okay, we got, we actually got a little bit of a deal. I mean, because I think he's, I think he's better than two or three of those guys you mentioned above him. Yeah, um, some of those guys are reaching the end of their sort of deals, so they see, yeah. it seems a bit overpriced. But you know, back in the day, Daniel Hunter and Robert Quinn were sort of you know premier guys. Yeah, yeah, I did when I first heard. I thought it was a little high. But, you know, looking at it in perspective and, and comparing it to the rest of the uh, contracts that are out there, I thought I thought it was good. I just, you know, Omar just continues to just impress me and, and do great things for this organization. Mm. Interesting how the shift has happened now fully that now it's the defense that's got all the money invested in. And, you know, because getting Ben off the roster has, you know, flipped it, hasn't it? Because before it was kind of, it was a massive struggle trying to keep that D line together and the, you know, the edge package with Ben. And now it's a different story, you know, and it's, it's like we've got to maximize Pickett or another rookie if it, if, you know, rather than get into just not being able to pay all these guys. Yeah. Well, if you, uh, if you listen to Colin Coward, which nobody should, you know, apparently we've, we've paid too much for this defense. So, you know, there's some people on that, that, that side of it, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a ridiculous comment anyway, but you just look at, yeah, you know, we, we've we've got this potential franchise QB that we're working with here. You know, second year QB that we've got. We've got young guys all across the offense. So of course it's going to be, you know, that's going to be a lower paid side of it. So why not just bump that defense up as much as we can? Why not just you know invest that money into you know a defense that historically has been great as well. You know, it's 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 a matter of history as well for us to you know keep that solid defense going. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Absolutely all for it. Yeah, it's the best bit of uh, business done this summer, I think. With, with all the moves, I think this is the biggest one. Can you think of a better one? Maybe. For the Steelers or the yeah, NFL? For the Ste- no, the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been, uh, for it's the Steelers, business. I think it's, 
This is the best one, I think, yeah. for the I mean, Steelers. It's been a busy offseason. But yeah, it's hard to say because upgrading that offensive line was huge as well. True. It's, it's yeah. hard to quantify yeah. them all together like that, but definitely a very, very important one. Yeah. Pat P might as well might be uh, might be a good one as well, but yeah, I, I, I think this Highsmith one, Highsmith mm. one is right up there. Yeah, great. Also, the other thing was the uh, what's going on in the running back market. Obviously, uh, some of those. Um, sorry, Lisa was just saying good night. Uh, some of those uh, <laughs> running back tags didn't get signed, right? So we got holdouts. Uh, who is it now? Josh Jacobs and uh, Pollard signed his. Uh, Barkley didn't sign his. Isn't it? it just seems crazy. I mean, I mean, especially it must seem crazy to you, Rich, coming from an era where the running back was the sort of you know the pinnacle of your team, the the main character on your team almost. To this yeah. situation now, where you just you just use a guy up and then you just send him on his way and you don't pay him. I mean, what a transition! It really is. You, you nailed it, um, Gav. It, it was. I mean. Like, especially in the 70s, the running back rolled, you know, I mean, the running backs were so important to a team. And if you got a good one, you held on to them. You know, I, I had read where Jonu Smith makes more money than than uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, what In what universe does that make sense? You know, it's yeah, it's it's really something's going to break because you know, yeah. it's uh, yeah, this, it just doesn't seem right. What's going to happen? Because I don't know if you saw, I can't remember who put out the tweet. I should have credited them, but they, they said, you know, the franchise tag, the running back is the only position that's going down. In 2017, the franchise tag for an RB was 12.1 million. In 2023, it's 10.1 10. million. It's gone down. Wow. Yeah, everyone else has gone up by three to four million, you know, in that time. Um, QB's gone from 21 million to 32 million. But, you know, it's just no one's getting paid. And, 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 it makes you think about Najee. What's what's the plan for Najee? Are they going to pay Najee? And would that be a mistake? I think this season is going to be huge for Najee. I think this is going to to give us a good indication of whether they're going to pick up that option whenever it comes up for him. Um, he has to have he has to have a big year, and I think he will. I, I've said it before. I think this will be his biggest year of his career. Oh, we'll see. Uh, I think um, Najee has been like a lot of the uh, running backs on Twitter has been very vocal about this as well. Um, so you know he's not he's not blind to it as well. He'll know that he'll want to get the best deal possible. You know, obviously as you say, you know he has to he has to earn that, and hopefully this will be a big year. And I'm with you, Rich. I think it will be a big year for him. But um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy what's going on, and yeah, you've got every every star running back out here just saying how criminal it is and I, I know it's a little bit skewed by Justin Tucker but the fact that the average salary for an NFL kicker is bigger than the average salary for an NFL running back is absolutely insane to me mm. um, that, that that's crazy 2.26 million for kickers and 1.81 million for a running back yeah it's almost like they need to the NFLPA need to come up with some kind of different deal coming out of the draft for running backs like rookie yeah. running backs need to get paid more than than the rest of the rookie be, pay scale because they don't get the same contract selling, yeah. it's not yeah. fair i mean but it's market forces you know it's like so many running backs drop off the cliff at, i mean i actually did a little bit of research about this for for the position group um segment actually about nick chubb because nick chubb has been one of the best running backs in the league. However, you know, and 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 that and that 
you know, we'll get into this when we get into the talking about that uh, section of the show. But he's heading into his 28 age season. Now, the list of, of running backs that hit 28 and drop off a cliff. I mean, I've got it here. I mean, there's more. It's not exclusive to this, but here's some here's some guys. So, so I can give you a couple of stats about the first few guys, and then I'll just read. So Adrian Peterson, right? In his 27 season, he rushed 1,485 yards, 12 touchdowns. 28 season, 727 yards, no touchdown, right? LaShawn McCoy, 1,300 yards, five touchdowns, 27. 800 yards, two touchdowns, 28. Marshawn Lynch, 1,257 yards, eight touchdowns, 27. 400 yards, two touchdowns, 28, right? This goes on. Frank Gore, Jamal Charles, Edge, Edge James, Jamal Lewis, Stephen Jackson, Chris Johnson, Ricky Williams, Sean Alexander, Clinton Portis. Like the list just goes on and on and on and on. Like the data is there for everyone to see. And that, and that is what is informing these decisions. So are you going to pay these guys out of charity? I mean, you can't argue with business, right? The bit, the bit, the, 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 I, I don't know how you get out of this situation. Lev, Lev Bell tried to force his hand and look what happened there. He sat out for a year. He came back and he was toast. And we all love Lev Bell, right? And, and uh, that season when he held out and James Conner came in, you know, we were desperate for Lev Bell to come back. And it felt like we'd been robbed of this star player, but we never saw that guy again. It's such a tricky situation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That, I, I'm well aware of that stat, too, because we, we, we've heard about that before, where a running back hits that age. And what did you say it was from the statistics? Is it 30? 28. 28. 28. Yeah, they hit that age, and for some reason – not all of them, you know, some of them can, can play beyond that and play at a very high level. But for the most part, that seems to be, you know, the case. And, you know, it, it makes me think like with the emergence of the running quarterback and, you know, the passing game has, has gotten so big over the years. Are we starting to see the genesis of, of an offense that doesn't even use a running back? Yeah, wide receiver, you know, um, Debo Samuel type wide receivers that yeah. carry, carry it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and and quarterbacks that run the ball. Right, and offenses you know, like, like Matt some, Canada. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, there's some there's some offenses right now that, like, if we're talking fantasy football, I don't want anything to do with any of the running backs because you know when they get near the goal line or somewhere in the red zone, the quarterback's looking to run already. So they're, it seems like they're, it's maybe like just the beginning of them starting to be phased out. I know that's a radical thing to say but you never know i mean it could happen yeah i mean it happened to fullbacks right i mean Mm -hmm. yeah franco was a fullback jim brown was a fullback i mean they were used a lot as tailbacks but still they they did play a percentage of fullback Mm. yeah it's Mm. wild to me then that you've still got two players that are getting drafted in the top 12 as running backs as well Oh, uh, you know, Robinson and uh, Robinson and Gibbs. So there's obviously teams that still see the value in these. And yeah, maybe if Bijan Robinson is what he is, you know, he's he's going to be one of those elite players. But um, you know, there's there's still teams that see the value in it. It's just it doesn't really show after that. It's it, it's strange. And yeah, well, the know, value exactly about- the value's in the draft. Like, you know, the the model yeah. is that the, the thing we're heading to with with um, Naji is. You know, they they play out his rookie deal. They tag him. You know, maybe, maybe you know if he signs the tag and plays, maybe they tag him again, and then and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? And if and if Bijan's not a great receiver, which he is, he's an amazing receiver. Does he get drafted that high? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see because I, I I noticed on the Facebook group a lot of people say, "Oh, we're definitely playing Archie." I'm not, I'm not so sure. He was an older back as well. 
when he was drafted. So this we've got this coming down the pipe here. And look what happened when he was uh, injured last season and how many people were saying, oh, maybe Jalen Warren could be the guy. Instantly, people were just right. like, oh, maybe we can get you know another guy going. And, you know, I'm, I love Jalen Warren to bits, but he's not Najee Harris. So, no. you know, we've got to kind of temper that. But, you know, people are people are quick to rush on us. You know, these running backs, as soon as an injury goes down, can you, you know, can you replace them that quickly? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's going to be so many free agents out on, you know, there's Zeke out there, there's uh, Fournette, various other people. Yeah. You know, there's all these kind of washed up free agents, but, you know, they can get a good second half of a season put together. But then, you know, they're not getting paid. You know, they're signing these emergency deals and I don't know. It's a mess. I don't know. I don't know how, how he's going to solve it. Have you uh, seen the uh, wild uh, Le'Veon Bell stuff uh, over the last couple of days? His, uh, his apology to the Steelers. Yeah, so he's just basically apologising for the uh, for the holdout and everything that happened with the Steelers. But he said he did it after he watched A Bug's Life, which is just odd. <laughs> I don't really know. He, he watched high. the book. Like, yeah, <laughs> let, let me find the let me find the tweet here because it's it's pretty mad. Um, so oh, if I can find it on here. Uh, da, 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 da. Is that like the sort of pseudo socialist just... movie about where the ants become like communists? But it's, it's something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, or is that is that ants or is that, is that, that bugs? Yeah, maybe that's ants. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, you're right. Yeah, his his tweet here. So Disney, a long time ago, in brackets, 1998. Thanks, Livion. Uh, taught me a valuable lesson about sticking together. Go watch a bug's life. It'll put in perspective the running back market. The running backs are the ants. I'm Flick, the inventive ant. I took all the damage from the grasshoppers. <laughs> What are you talking about? Oh yeah, so oh yeah, so that was yeah, Bugs Life was him talking about the running back market. Yeah. But I think just before that as well, he was apologizing to uh to Steelers fans for everything that happened uh with the with the holdout and everything. So yeah, it's uh, it's all going the world of Le'Veon Bell at the moment. <laughs> Did you see the video? Of the apology, Mark. I, I I haven't watched uh, I haven't watched the video actually. No, I did yeah, see. I, yes, I, I, I saw the video. It, it seemed it seemed very sincere. It mm. seemed like he was like sincerely like bummed. He's like, I messed up. I I wish I could do it over. I messed up. Wow. You know, but you know, like he was younger, and you know, mm. and it probably got some bad advice from another Le Gar- Le animated Blunt. movie somewhere. <laughs> yeah, or the Garrett Blunt in his car. <laughs> The keyword blunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nominative determinism. That is cool. Um, uh, and then one last bit of news. I don't know if it's news or, or opinion, but I just wanted to talk about before we get onto our main seg was the, the quarterback show. You guys been watching that? I can't watch it. I, th- I thought only, I thought it was one episode, like each episode was a different quarterback. I didn't know it was all Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, uh-uh. Can't do it. <laughs> nah, don't even want to try. Okay, I've how, watched how, the how whole far thing. through? Yeah. Oh, you you binged it. I'm still. Yeah, I'm just got yeah, I binged it. Yeah. I've got to say, I, I'm enjoying it all. I, I like, I, I I like watching the guys. I can see why you don't, Rich. Um, you can sort of see why Mariota perhaps is where he is from his from his character. Mm. Do you think? He's a nice dude. He's probably a really good he guy. He's a nice dude, yeah. But does yeah. he have that competitive fire? I don't. I don't get the competitive fire from him. 
it really felt like if it was just Mahomes and Cousins, you wouldn't notice much of a difference, to be right. honest. Like, I get why they got Mariota on. It was an interesting story going into the season. But what happened in that season didn't really help him. I mean, you know, it's interesting, you know, the whole, you know, Ridder taking over for him stuff. Mm. But as soon as that happened, no more Mariota on the show whatsoever. It just completely... Well, yeah, well, that too, yeah. They yeah. kind of show a little bit of that without yeah. spoiling it too much. But yeah, yeah. yeah um, no, it was very much, it's very much the Mahomes show with, a, you know, a decent amount of cousins in there and then the odd, the odd Mariota part. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, there was a bit too much Brittany Homer Holmes for my liking. I was expecting um, to hate her a lot more than I do. I don't actually hate her. Have you, know, you noticed how you noticed how awkwardly they had to work around Jackson Mahomes? Like, yeah, he's been cut out. Yeah, he's, he's he's been in yeah. one shot. I've seen. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, because I'm watching it with Lisa. I was like, let's see how much Jackson's in. Zero. I was like, there he is. Yeah, but he's just like, yeah, they, he's been. <laughs> what's the term like erased like in back to the future yeah. where the, the, your family members start to disappear from the photo is that surprised they didn't blur him out yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but um yeah no as soon as kurt cousins quoted margaret thatcher i was completely out on him um so <laughs> I, I quite like that i thought that would show he's you know he's a man of the world <laughs> i thought that was okay you know uh, even politics aside you know he, quoting a british prime minister from the 1980s i thought that's you know fine yeah, yeah. He's what is he? Thirty-four cousins. Yeah. So, he's, um, yeah, a year older than I am. So, yeah, no, he was he was all right, but like, yeah, his his wife looks looked like she was part of a cult. Like, she's so she just apple pie. She's so dead. Like, yeah, <laughs> dead behind the eyes a little bit. Like it was. Yeah, I it was like very. Them, I think they're like. Yeah. I can. You can yeah, see, yeah, you can see his, yeah. what he's sort of not lacking, but you can see where he's he doesn't have that kind of. He seems like a normal guy, doesn't he? Who's working yeah, he, very he, hard. He he almost tries too hard to be a normal guy. That's the problem. He's 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 very much he, he was kind of insisting the whole time that he was a normal guy. But you know, you are an NFL quarterback at the end of the day. That's not you know, a typical normal guy. But um yeah, he it felt like he was trying a little too hard to to do that. But I, I like some of the know. some of the comedy moments are all right. But yeah. um yeah. I don't know. He's I, he's I, staying I, humble and I, I I respect that. He's yeah. he, he knows you know, he knows he's not the number one star in the league, but he knows he's a talented quarterback that can get it done. And yeah, you know, I, I can kind of respect it. I I was expecting to be more agitated generally. What what is it about Mahomes, Rich, that you can't stand? Um I don't know. It's, I mean, it's probably necessary to to his um, to make his makeup of what makes him a, a great quarterback. Um, I like I like confidence. Um, I, I don't like cockiness. I never have. I just don't gravitate towards those type of players. And he just um, he just these he just has these different uh, ways about his his personality that just it just kind of irks me a little bit. Like I, I mentioned the one when we were messaging, um, like he, when he's calling for somebody to the huddle or, or someone to come to a, a lot of times he'll just do that thing with his fingers, but he's looking the opposite direction. Like oh. the guy is, the guy is over here where his hands point and he's doing this thing. Like come here with his fingers and he's looking the opposite direction. He does it so much that it's not, I, it, it's not one of those things where, okay, I need to check something else out while I'm calling this guy over here. It just looks like 
it just looks pompous to me. Like, I don't know. He, he might be a super nice guy. I might meet him one day maybe, and he'd be the nicest guy. And I'll say, man, I was so wrong about this guy. And it's not even about being nice. It's just, I, I just don't gravitate to that type of personality. You know, I was, I always, I always gravitate to the Walter Payton's who scores a touchdown and flips the ball to the referee instead of doing some kind of touchdown dance. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just how I am. That's just my makeup. And it doesn't mean the guy's a jerk or anything. It just means that's just not what I really like as a person. So I, you know, as far as watching and being interested in what he's doing, I'm just not interested. I just, it's, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if that explains it. Very no, I get well. what you mean. You just don't like his vibe. Yeah, that's it. That's a better way of putting it. Probably. I just don't like his vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you nailed it when you said that's part of his makeup. I think, you know, that the, the things where you kind of go, ooh, that's a bit weird. I think that's part of what makes him so special in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah, kind I can of see a, that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Athletes have to be. If you're not, if you're a professional athlete and you're not confident, you're not going to be, you know, one of the better ones. You're probably amazingly talented because you got there to begin with, but you're not going to be in the top. You you have to believe in yourself or it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the uh, the big the big question as well is uh, it's been renewed for a second season. Um, it is coming back next season. So what uh, what three quarterbacks would you want to see? But it's got on, next, on the next quarterback. One. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think I'd like or, to see a bit of Kenny. Th- or would you or would you rather not have the distraction? I don't know. I, it depends how much of a distraction it is. I suppose it didn't obviously didn't distract Mahomes enough to stop him from winning a Super Bowl. So you know, I don't think. I don't think it's going to cause too much of a distraction, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Kenny's got an interesting story. I think second year quarterback just got married, you know, trying to trying to find his find his way in the NFL. So, could be an interesting story. Hmm. Trying to think who else I would uh, be interested in seeing. I think, um, I, yeah, because I was kind of spitballing some ideas around. I think um, someone like Jared Goff might be an interesting yeah. one to look at. Um, sort of along the sort. Of same vein as Kirk Cousins. Yeah, guys, you know, he's made it to a Super Bowl. He's sort of been on that fringe. A lot of people don't really rate him. You know, it, it could be it could be an interesting one. I'd say another weird one would be uh, Lamar Jackson, especially this season where oh, everything's wow. changing. Yeah. I was going to say that, Gav. Yeah, Lamar oh, Jackson. Sorry, Plus, he's, no, 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 no. I was just going to say, I was going to say it. But he's, he seems like a really good dude, too. You know, yeah. I think he would be, it might be interesting to see a little more about him. Anyone voting for Deshaun Watson? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. A lot of people are saying uh, Joe Burrow, but I don't know if he'd be a little bit like. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know if I want to watch that. Yeah, I think I'd rather see Josh Allen than Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I guess they'd go for the same sort of tiering, right? So one like top tier, <laughs> one middle tier, and one bottom tier. Yeah, Jalen Hurts might be a good one. Yeah, I know if uh, if Simon was here, he'd be saying he doesn't want to see Joe Burrow because he doesn't have to deal with the fallout from the Bengal fans. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what about Gino Smith? That'd be a good one. Yeah, I was going to say Gino. Yeah, 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 Gino would be a decent one, I think. Yeah. Or uh, or just for Gav, let's get Brock Purdy on there. Oh yeah, come on. Let's see what Brock's like. What if I didn't like him? That would be horrible. Oh, no, yeah, that would, that would kill you, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? That would absolutely crush you. <laughs> right, this is your segment, Mark. Do you, want to, do you want to introduce it, your idea? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, kind of the last minute late segment that uh, we uh, kind of devised this week. Um, Sai, please come back so we're not having to think last minute on these things. Um, so we, uh, I, I um, just had the thought in my head of going through the um, positional groups um, for the Steelers and kind of ranking them against our rivals in the AFC North. Um, so, yeah, just going from first to fourth with each group, seeing where we think uh each each group lies um so um yeah that that's pretty much sums it up um shall we shall we start with the uh start at the top with the quarterbacks let's do it so i'll, I'll record the things and then we can see if how uh where we differ or agree or whatever uh do you want to go first yeah, okay. who have you, you got first there mark go on uh well um so well what i've kind of done here is i haven't ranked all of them i've just kind of put where the Steelers would be but then I suppose you fit round that where everybody else would be in a sense. Cause as you said before, like ranking second to third, it's a bit difficult, more difficult than ranking Steelers first and fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just trying to rank around that was a little bit difficult, but I've, I've, I've got definitive where I would put Steelers at least in those. Um, so if we're starting with quarterbacks, uh, I've got the Steelers as the third strongest group. I have the, the four. same. I have exactly the exact same. Group. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rich? Quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Well, I did it by person. I didn't do it by group. I just did by starters. Okay. I didn't. I didn't do any backups. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, I got Kenny last. Um, Deshaun Watson, I got third. Lamar Jackson second. Joe Burrow first. Um, Watson only had six starts last year, and he still threw for seven touchdowns and five interceptions, and Pickett threw for seven and touchdowns and nine interceptions. So I, I I'm hoping that changes this year. I'm hoping that Pickett can manage to move up to, um, to be realistic to under Joe Burrow. I don't think he'll surpass Joe Burrow, but I think he can definitely surpass Jackson and Watson. Um, but for right now I got, I got him fourth. Mm. I think if I did just start as I think I would be, Agreeing with you on that, I do, I do think that's probably about right. Um, and as I say, yeah, you know, if KP can take that lift, that, that leap this year, I think that will definitely boost him. But in terms of looking at the kind of overall groups, I mean, if you look at who's behind Deshaun Watson going into this season, QB two currently there, I think is Josh Dobbs, which you know that's not the greatest QB two to be going into uh, into the next season with. Um, obviously, we've got a pretty decent backup quarterback in Trubisky. Um, and, you know, even Mason's not the worst QB3 in the world to have, to be honest. So, uh, you know, that isn't too bad. I think, for me, Joe Burrow's level is elite enough to be able to push him solely above our group um, as a collective. Because behind Burrow, if, if Burrow goes down, I really worry for the Bengals because I think Trevor Simeon is the, uh, is the backup there in Cincinnati. So mm. that's... That that that's troubling if Burrow goes down. Not mm. for us, obviously, it's great. But um, you know, um, so yeah, they, they'll kind of be wanting Burrow to be to be secure there. But I mean, if you look at the Ravens, like Lamar Jackson and then Tyler Huntley, I, th- I think that's a pretty pretty good uh, one-two combination that they've got going on there. Um, the, the, the Ravens. So I was um, I was pretty impressed with that. So yeah, I think Steelers, you know, overall group third. But I'm definitely uh, definitely in agreement with Rich that. Based on starters, I think Kenny is currently sitting sitting last. 
I'm not sure. I, 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 don't, I thought about that. I mean, given the body of work, you'd have Watson above. Uh, but last season was was rough for, for Watson. I know he, statistically he was okay, but I mean, I know you're not a big PFF fan, Rich, but um, uh, where is it? Pickett was, what was he, 18th? Yeah, 18th quarterback in their grading system. Deshaun Watson was 35th last season. Uh, he, he, and I don't know if you saw much of him, but he did look rough. But I mean, I guess we're assuming that's rust. But then we're also hoping that Pickett kicks on another level as well. Um, so I, I don't know. So are you saying, ignoring all of the baggage, would you would you straight up swap Pickett for Watson? No, absolutely not. Uh, um, I like Kenny's upside. I, I think he's going to get better and better as a quarterback, I think he's going to make a, a nice jump this year. I don't know how big, but no, I, I just, this is how I think they are right now. From what, from what I know about all these quarterbacks, this is how I would rank mm-hmm. them right now, but no, I would rather have Kenny than Watson. I would rather have Kenny than Jackson Burrow. I'd probably rather have Burrow. Right. Yeah. I'm just not sure that Watson's going to come back. I mean, there's, there's, there's a world where Watson is cooked. Like, it's he's been through a pretty traumatic time, I think, and I don't know. I, I didn't see the magic. Let's see. Maybe I'll be proved wrong, but I, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent about about him. If it's being curious to see him with a full training camp with the Browns now behind him, you know, he didn't he didn't get any of that last season. So, you know, get give him a full camp. You know, they've got a couple more weapons there. So, see see how he goes. But um, yeah, no, I think. I, th- I think again, Rich. I'd, I'd agree with you in saying that you know I take Kenny over the shore now. I think I'd probably take Kenny over over Lamar. Um, but yeah, you know, if, if Joe Burrow was an option, then yes, please, I'd, I'd definitely take that. <laughs> really interesting season for Lamar, isn't it? It's just this, you know, what mm. is he going to sink or swim in this new offense? Are they going to change offense drastically, or are they going to try and recreate a sort of watered down, you know, running back for your quarterback? type playbook let's see is he going to stay healthy right. that's the key thing yeah he's, he's yeah. just constantly you know out for several games are we going to be playing tyler huntley twice again yeah well this this is mm. this is the kind of second phase of his career now isn't it it's like all, yeah. all good qbs have to go into a sort of where they reinvent themselves like uh turning from a you know chrysalis into a butterfly or whatever like ben you know you you, you reinvent yourself so this this is his this is it. This is this is the Lamar Jackson second act. So it's interesting to see. You know, this is the this is the act that we never got out of Colin Kaepernick that I feel mm. we were robbed of because you know he had he had his, his, his great start and then he had his struggles and then 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 he took the political stance, which you know is very worthy, but robbed us of seeing him progress. Anyway, let's move on to uh, running back. So, Mark, do you want to go first? Uh, oh, I mean, I kind of I. Went first in the QBs. I didn't know if you well, wanted to your go, segment. Uh... I'm giving you the kudos here. It's your idea. You can, oh, okay. you can set the table. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so th- this was a little bit of a tough one. Um, because if you look at the four starting running backs in, in the North, I mean, you know, the, the discussion we've just had on, on the importance of running backs. And then you're looking at a division that's got Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris and you know J.K. Dobbins to an extent as well. Um, you know, four really stellar running backs there. Um, again, basing it off the whole group, I have got us third, but I do think that it can get higher. 
Um, I yeah, I just say I'm a big, big Jalen Warren fan. I'm really excited to see what he can bring um, to the team in, in his second year. Um, it'd be very interesting to see who takes that RB3 role. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like Najee is ready to do that, ready to um, make that push, make that leap this year. He, he definitely needs to. Um, I think everybody feels like he really needs to. So, yeah, I've I've got them third, but it's a, it's a tentative third where I feel like it could be close to being pushed higher. Let me push you higher. I'm going to get some pushback here. I've got them first. I have the Steelers wow. first, wow. right? And okay. I, know, I know this is going to be contentious, and this is why I sort of spent some more time doing research on this than any of the other groups. <laughs> I, I genuinely think. The room is the best in the AFC. Uh, the combination of youth and talent and a, like the one-two punch, the, 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 the powerful run game, the catching out of the backfield, plus let's just say it's McFarland, you know, that pace there, they've got the speedster behind Warren as well. Um, or if someone of these other guys comes through, the, the UDFAs we're talking about. I think they've got different backs that can be successful in different situations. And I don't think the other teams here have that. So I'm giving it to the, I'm giving it to the Steelers just above the Ravens. And, and that for me is, uh, if all things being equal and we were taking injuries out of it, then I think I'd give it to the Ravens. But Dobbins and Edwards only played 17 games between them last year. He's still questionable for week one with an undisclosed knee injury. He suffered multiple knee ligament tears in 2021, had arthroscopic knee surgery later in the season due to ongoing discomfort. Edwards suffered a season-ending ACL during practice in 21. They didn't draft anyone of note. The only other running back they've got is Justice Hill. So I just think the injury concerns to them are too concerning. And then we can I'll let you guys speak for a bit, but I've got reasons why I don't think Cincinnati and Cleveland are in the mix either for this. So, uh, Rich, where have you got the Steelers? Well, I got it by again. I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess I just got tired of doing position groups. I'm like, I just want to do starters. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all, <laughs> I always have to be different. Sorry, but I got uh, Chubb, Harris, Mixon, Dobbins. Um, I just think Chubb's elite. I look at Chubb. Even if I was doing groups, I would have the Browns first. I look at Chubb as kind of like uh, Minka. He's so good. You know, that other guy can be kind of subpar, and I'm going to put them. I'm going to put him at the top. Chubb is just elite. He's the number three, I would say, three to five running back in the uh, in the NFL. And I have Najee. I would have Najee in the top ten, but I don't think I'd have Najee top three to five just yet. We'll see. See what happens. But I think Chubb is just fantastic. Um, Mixon's a good back. It was probably pretty close. I think. Um, I think Najee's a little better receiver, even though Nixon had 60 receptions and Najee had 41 last year, but he only had 53 targets. And the year before, Najee had 94. I think they need to use him out of the backfield more. I think he's a great receiver out of the backfield. So I'd like to see them use him more this year. I know there's so many mouths to feed in that on that offense. And then Dobbins, you know, Dobbins is good, but I don't think he's as good as the other three. Right, yeah. So with Chubb, it was just, just – for me, is the age thing. Yeah, I think Chubb is probably one of the top three three backs in the league, really. But heading into his 28th season, that concerns me. And then who else is there? I mean, the next guy. Who, 
Oh, no, I was going to say that, that that's the problem yeah. is that there's no Kareem Hunt no, there he's gone. anymore. Is it, is it when you had Chubb and Hunt, yeah, yeah Jerome Ford, Demetric Felton, I, you know, Felton had his moments, but like, yeah, as soon as Kareem Hunt is out of that route, if it was Chubb and Hunt, I probably would have put the Browns first because I thought they were an elite one-two combination. And that but reduced now, the wear on on Chubb, right? That's the other thing about this. Yeah. He's 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 yeah. They're just going to run him into the ground this season, and maybe they do get one extra like elite season out of him. But I, I can see them picking up one of these like you know veteran backs to you pair with. And that's exactly yeah. that's exactly why Jalen Warren is so important to this Steelers team, and why I, I think he's gonna he's gonna have a prosperous year. Yeah, he's going to be that Kareem Hunt to Najee Harris's chick, uh, Nick Chubb. So yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's 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 why I put. It. And then regarding the Mixon, uh, I mean Nixon's twenty seven, so he's not quite there yet. So I I put um, I put uh, Cincinnati above Cleveland actually. So I've got I've got Cleveland bottom, Rich. Um, but that's more of a room thing uh, because Chase Brown is a legit number two. I think that's going to be able to assume, possibly assume the mantle from Mixon going forward. I think they might, you know, they've got a succession plan moving forward. And then they've got, you know, a couple of guys they've drafted in Chris Mason and Travion Williams. So it feels like their running back room's going somewhere. Whereas Cleveland just feels like a mess. It feels like they're they're just gonna run Chubb Chubb down and then they're they're, they're gonna take a different approach to the running back room, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, but how far do you when you're figuring these uh, these rankings out, how far in the future do you go? Like if I'm looking three years, three seasons in the future, yeah, I I, I might take Najee number one. You know what I mean? Mm. You can you can manipulate that any way you want if you have a certain point of view. You see what I'm saying? Mm. I'm looking strictly at what we know so far about these guys. That that's as far as yeah. I took it. Because yeah, we could take it two years from now, three years from now, four years from now. Like mm. and we're all looking at it differently. I get that. We're always going to do that. But that's just why my my list is so much different than yours. Yeah, I, I'm sort of looking ahead to this season, and I think we could start to see the drop off in Chubb now, you know, like where you start to see that decline. And I, I think, think, I think Harris so. is like you said earlier, you said, you think this is going to be Harris's best season. I, I think that's yeah. right. I think he's primed for success with a good line. We were rookie quarterback. I'm oh, sorry. Second year quarterback. That's feeling more mm-hmm. confident. I think he, you know, I think this could be a great season. So maybe it's slightly optimistic, but I think, you know, it's looking ahead. Yeah, I think it will too. I mean, but, but I haven't seen any slowdown in Chubb at all. He just looks as powerful as ever. You know, may, maybe, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned that stat earlier about when these guys hit 28, they, they tend to do it. So maybe this is this is it. This is the time he hits that wall. But I haven't seen anything to show me that just yet. Maybe maybe two years from now, I would think. But I think I think this season he's going to be, you know, powerhouse. Okay. Um, so where did you have your ranking? Who do you have top, Mark? Uh, so top, really, for that running back room, I th- it was it was difficult. Um, I think I think I would edge it to the Ravens, but only because I think it's quite a decent depth in the group, um, despite the injury worries. Um, and then yeah, probably the Browns second, and then us third. And yeah, I, I, I don't really like that since he since he uh, kind of backroom going into this season. Like there's a, there's uncertainty around Mixon as well with it, all the off the field issues going on with him. So. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the Bengals last for me. But yeah, Steelers, definitely, I, I'm going third. 
Okay, we're all over the place on that one. So that'd be interesting yeah. to come back to. It that's, a, that's a tough group. That is a definite tough group to, to analyze, yeah. I think. Rich, do you want to take the tight ends? Sure, tight ends. Um, okay, uh, if, I, if I would do this by group, I would have it the same way. So that worked out pretty good. I, I did it by, by single top tight end on the team. But if I do it by group, I think I'd have it the same way. So I would have the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. Okay, thank God, because I've got the same list. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so you know how I said I was having an argument with my best mate who's a Ravens fan about mm-hmm. um, a couple of different groups? Yeah, this was one of the groups that we had an argument about because I've got the Steelers first here. All right. Um, I have got the Ravens second, and I think Mark Andrews is elite, and I do like uh, Likely, but I'm very, very excited about what we've got in this tight end room. I think Fryermuth is going to have a huge season. I'm a, you know, I'm a Zach Gentry fan. I think he's really picked up his game. Um, the potential for Darnell Washington is huge, and you know it, it is potential, but still. I'm, you know, I'm very much looking forward to what this huge man can offer. And, um, I, you know, if we're still classing, uh, Connor Haywood as a tight end, you know, it's, it's a bit up in the air. Is he going to fill more of that, you know, fullback gadget position? But, you know, if we're still classing him as a tight end, then, you know, he, he's offering a hell of a lot as well. I, you know, think out of this group, if it was, if it was just going individually, if it's just going starters, absolutely Mark Andrews, number one up there, no problem at all. Pat Frymuth second. But you give me that overall group, I'm I'm gotta take the Steelers first on it with the Ravens a very very close second. Just because I don't like what's behind uh, uh, Andrews and Likely on that list. Oh, Ketz has yeah. just thrown his phone at the wall. <laughs> Charlie Cola like this. <laughs> what's Charlie Cola done? Honestly, sorry, Ketz. Hang on, Brock Purdy's, Brock yeah, Purdy's but... tight end man. He was he was awesome. <laughs> But but in here's college. the thing, Mark. How how far down the the depth chart do you take this? Like I can understand well, the second, yeah. pattern, but do you really have to go to the third? Like when we do receivers, are you going to do five? You know what I mean? Well, like I how- mean that, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it is a case of how far do you go down? And yeah, uh-huh. you, when you when you're hitting tight end four, you, maybe you've taken it a little <laughs> bit too far. But it, that's that's the thing with this group, though. You you look at that, and you're not really sure who tight end two is going to be out of this group that's the thing it could be you know if it does end up being Zach Gentry then I do think something might possibly have gone wrong somewhere but um you know is is it could it be Washington could it be Connor Haywood because he did show brilliant flashes last season so Mm. yeah you'd say that into perspective you you know having a cup having a couple of guys fight for that tight end two position that's just how strong this room is Mm. and you know if Muth does push on yeah, you know, and has a has a season similar to his rookie season. We yeah, have a hell of a group there, and that that's why I had to put them first. I mean, you could say it's a strong room, or you could say they're having a battle because it's a weaker room. I mean, to me, Isaiah likely, mm-hmm. if he's on our team, he's our number two. That guy's a great tight end. You know, maybe not in blocking schemes. Maybe that's when we bring Darnell Washington, in, and I'm hoping that he's he's you know elite blocker for us. But I mean, Isaiah likely is really really good. You know, so I don't know. It's it's close. You know, when you look at the tight ends, everybody knows how good Andrews is. But I'll tell you, Fryermuth isn't far behind. And the top three guys are all, all close. Look, Andrews, 73 receptions. Fryermuth, 63. 
Njoku, 58. Andrews, 847 yards. Frymuth, 732. Njoku, 628. Andrews, five touchdowns. Frymuth, two. Njoku, four. They're all really close. I mean, I just think, I think Andrews, what it comes down to, guys, is I think Andrews is a bigger, a, a, a more targeted person. Mm. on that offense than Frymouth is on the Steelers' offense. Right, that's what I was going to say. I was I was biding my time to say, basically, I think the difference here is that the, the tight ends are so much more pivotal to the Ravens' scheme, or at least what we've seen out of them. Maybe that's going to change. That I think you've got to edge it to the to the Ravens in terms of that is their offense, pretty much, the tight ends. Right? And they didn't have a wide receiver, pretty much, last couple of years. That was their... You know that was their, where their production came from. So I think you had you kind of got to give it to them a little bit. Although I, I do think Muth is a top twelve tight end. I don't think he's yeah. quite up to Mark Andrews' level quite yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I wasn't. Uh, oh, I was. Gonna, I was just going to say I wasn't having um, my mates thought that he thought Muth was closer to likely than to Andrews. No, no, not I was not. I was yeah, not yeah. having that. That was definitely not uh, slime, by the way. So, but um, who did yeah, you have? Uh, I, yeah. Who do you have ahead out of the Browns and the Bengals? Oh, that was there were two rough groups. I think I had the Browns ahead just because, like that that Bengals tight end room is fairly dire. Like Irv Smith is your tight end one. Like, e that, that, that does not look like a good group at all. Well, That's both, definitely. Sorry, both of those guys have been injured, right? I mean, Injoku broken yeah. foot in 2018, concussion 2019, hamstring in 2020, knee injury in 2021, ended all of his seasons. 22 had had a maybe a bit of an anomaly. Um, and then who's his backup? Harrison Bryant. I mean, he's like an H-back type, not really an every down kind of. And then you've got Jordan Aikens as your blocking type. I mean, he's fine, but not going to write any. Yeah, that, gonna that's any, a horrible rumor as well. Not going to win any lists with Jordan Aikens, are you? Let's face it. And then, yeah. uh, and then Irv Smith. I mean, this is like week two of 2019, dislocated ankle placed on IR. Week one of 2020, torn meniscus placed on IR. Week two of 21, torn ACL placed on IR. Week five of 2022, uh, underwent surgery, torn ACL, left knee, went on IR. I mean, the guy just is just really talented, but just cannot stay on the field. And then backups, Drew Sample and Devin Asiasi. I mean, yes, we'd be getting excited about Devin Asiasi if we were, you know, if he was after a tight end. But you know, in reality, what has he done? Not much. And Drew Sample is just a mm. blocking dude. So, yeah, really, uh, <clears throat> not great rooms for either of those teams. No. All right, I'll take wide receivers then. So, um, <clears throat> I'd be surprised if anyone hasn't got the Bengals top. Has anyone not got the Bengals top? Hey, I just want to take top. this time to give. Uh, uh, side props on this one because yeah. it was a it was a couple seasons ago where he he foresaw this he had these guys top I remember I had the Steelers top and uh, he he ended up being right he he had it right yeah yeah I, oh, yeah. I mean last year was great for them two one thousand yard receivers nineteen touchdowns between them uh, receiving grades in the eighties on PFF and uh, and they've also got uh, Boyd with eight hundred and fifty one. Uh, yes, but this this might be the last year of the to keep this band together, right? I think Higgins may be on the way out unless they can get some kind of deal done. But um, so in, enjoy it while it lasts, Bengals fans. Not that you're listening <laughs> to the show anyway. But uh, uh, <clears throat> and then right, and then this is where it got a little weird. I I was expecting to have Pittsburgh next. I'll be honest. I kind of penciled them in, and then I sort of did check my workings. 
And I was surprised to find that I actually thought that the Ravens' room was better than the Steelers' room. No! And, and I couldn't believe it. I no. cannot, I cannot right. believe it. Right? Okay. This got to be good. I- okay, all right. <laughs> because obviously the Ravens have not had good receivers. And, th- and this is kind of in a vacuum. This isn't out of uh, production. But when you read the list of the guys they've got, what a room they've got, what an offense they can put together. But it does kind of count on the OBJ being back to being, you know, New York Giants OBJ. That's but huge. That is huge. That, and, and, but let's I'm kind of erring on the, the side of him being sort of semi towards that, right? But Zay Flowers was in a very exciting rookie that, you know, got massive hype in the draft process for good reason. You watch his tape, he looks like Antonio Brown, man. I mean, he just looks incredible. Hmm. Bateman, again, you know, he, he, he suffered in the system, but another sort of possession receiver. And then you look at their backups, Nelson Aglahor, all right, he's not your wide receiver one, but for, for a wide receiver four, pretty decent. Andy Isabella hasn't had much success in the league, but again, in the draft process, shifty little speedster, sprint guy, could do some things with him. Mike Thomas, not Michael Thomas, Mike Thomas, I think knocked around on the Patriots for a bit. Another quality receiver. James Prochet, good return man, good receiver, I think SMU guy. He, he, he's like a possession dude with a bit of speed. Devin Duvernay, Dave's guy, the return man with some pace. And then Lacron Treadwell is on this roster. All right, he's not doing anything. I'm just bringing him up just for fun. That's one hell of a, a wide receiver room. I mean, it, it, it's a big unknown because of the, the offensive scheme. You know, can it bear flowers or not? We, we will see. But I think in, in terms of pure talent, that is a very talented room. Tell me why I'm wrong. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. <clears throat> missed the entire season last year, and he's not a spring chicken. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he can bounce back. Remember what happened to Le'Veon Bell when he missed the entire season? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Rashad Bateman, how many games did he play last year? Not not many. Uh, 15 receptions, 282 yards, and two touchdowns. So he had a very limited amount of playing time, so we don't know exactly what he can do yet. Say Flowers, he's a rookie. You know, um, Calvin Austin Jr. might might be great too, but we, we don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't played yet. True. I just think there's so many things that are up in the air about this receiving core. I have them last. Whoa. Mm. And that's where I kind of pegged them. I kind of expect them to be there. But I changed my mind, Rich. My <laughs> mind was open. I like it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see your point of view. And this could be a disaster. Um, and maybe this is just like fantasy football head thinking rather than actual football. But I just see the, some of those names. I got excited. Mark, where, where have you got the, the Ravens here? I, uh, well, I've got the Steelers second and I've got the Ravens third here. I have got them slightly ahead of whatever the hell is going on in Cleveland. But um, yeah, you know, as you say, OBJ is not a young man. Rashad Bateman is still questionable to even be starting week one, I think, as well. I think he's 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 got a cue by him. Um, Zay Flowers is my red star wide receiver from the draft process, but um, as you say, it all remains to be seen. Yeah, how well he fits in that scheme, and then you know Duvernay Agalor, like oh, just just feels it. It doesn't feel amazing to me, and you know I compare that with what we've got behind us. Would you rather, as your wide receiver four, would you rather have Nelson Agalor or Allen Robinson? Mm. And you know it might be that Allen Robinson is wide receiver three, but you know give me Robinson every day of the week on, on that. And, you know, Duvernay's all right. And, you know, in, you know, I quite like Andy Isabella as well, but 
No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing it the way you're seeing it, Gav. To be honest, I, I, I can't see this Ravens wide receiver group as anything other than you know, it's it's getting better. It's definitely better than it was, but it's still not there for me. It's better. As I said, I still think it's better than what the Browns have got going on. I don't really, other than Amari Cooper. You know, I, I said the other week, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Elijah Moore fan. Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones is a bit air. Um, you know, be interesting to see what a couple of the rookies do, but I, I don't like that room really at all. So, yeah, I, I, you know, the Steelers wide receiver room, give, give me them second in this division. You know, I'm excited to see, excited to see what we've got. You know, if Johnson and Pickens are on top form, and you know, if Robinson gets that form back that he once had, and if Calvin Austin the third is the real deal, then we've got a really, really good room there. Yeah, it's true. It's just my my thinking is. I still don't really know who the number one is. And the Ravens concept is all based around OBJ becoming that number one. If he doesn't become that number one, then the whole theory falls flat on its face. So, Rich, you had uh, Cleveland ahead of the Ravens. I have them ahead of the Ravens. And I actually it was tough deciding between them and the Steelers for number two, to be honest with you. I, I went with the Steelers, but it's closer than you guys think. I mean, Amari Cooper had 78 receptions for 1,160 yards and nine touchdowns. That's better than anybody we had, although Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson had 86 receptions more, but he didn't have nearly as many yards and no touchdowns. And Pickens and Peoples-Jones are are pretty much a wash. Pickens had 52 receptions. Peoples-Jones had 61. Pickens had 801 yards. Peoples-Jones had 839. Pickens had four touchdowns. Peoples-Jones had three. And that's with just Sean Watson only playing six games. So they're not as bad as you guys think. And Elijah Moore, you know, he, he's he's a good complimentary receiver. Possibly, uh, I guess, they might play him in the slot. 37 receptions, 446 yards. They're a lot better than you guys think and a lot closer statistically to the Steelers than, you know, maybe a lot of people believe. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a massive Cooper fan. He is definitely, he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's their number one. He is great. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, just definitely. The, the route running and the physicality he plays with as well at the catch point. But I just don't like anything they've got behind them. I'm not a David Bell fan at all. Swartz is just an athlete. DPJ is just big man, runs fast. They and got then, a good rookie this year. Yeah. Right? They picked up, uh, what was his name? Cedric uh, Tillman. Yeah, Tillman. Tillman. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I'm just not sure about Elijah Moore either. I'm not sure that's, yeah. I don't know. A lot of question marks outside of their number one, so I kind of depress them. But yeah, you could be right here. Yeah. Right. Okay. A lot of disagreement there. Let's see. Let's see if we're in uh, <laughs> we're in lockstep with the O line, Rich. You take the O line. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Um, o line. I got the Browns first. They're still. I think they're still the elite O line of the uh, of the AFC North. Unfortunately. Um, and he picked up DeWant Jones. Uh, we'll see how, how he ends up playing. Now, the second one is, is, is tough, but I think we have the potential to be better, but I think right now I still got to rate them higher than we are. And I got the Ravens number two, you know, Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses at their tackles and Linda Baum's a really good center. I really like him a lot. Zeitler's one guard. He's always really good. And I don't even know who their left guard's going to be this year, to be honest with you. But I have the Steelers third, and I think we definitely have the potential 
by the end of the season to possibly possibly move up to that one spot. I, th- I think we really do. I really like what we did in the off season. I'm not. I'm still not thrilled about Cole. Um, but other than that, I, I like everything else a lot. And then I have the Bengals last. I just don't think they have. They have Williams and Brown are good tackles. Other than that, they don't have much in the interior. Yeah. What you got, uh, Mark? I've pretty much got similar. Um, I thought the Ravens and Browns was a bit closer, but I, I think I would have to take the Browns um, as the, as having the best uh, best O line in the division. Um, yeah, I, I I think I'm going to have to take the Steelers third. I think we, it's it's quite an unproven line. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of additions in there. We really, kind of see how uh, how Broderick Jones gets on if he does start. You know, if not, how does Dan Moore progress? Um, does he, you know, does he stay over there or does he challenge Chucks on the right hand side? There's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different bit moving parts in there, and it'd be very interesting to see how it how it all kind of fits together. But I do still think it's slightly ahead of, well, maybe even a bit more slightly ahead than what the Bengals have have going on at the moment. So yeah, I, I actually think yeah, I think that's the, the same as yours, then, Rich. I've got um, yeah, Browns, got same, yeah. Ravens, Steelers, and, and Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got the same, except I've got the Ravens ahead of the Browns. And I base this purely on the PFF grading, actually, which has been uh, pretty consistent. Last year, uh, the Ravens were second in pass blocking, second in run blocking. The Browns were seventh in pass blocking, eighth in run blocking. And then the Steelers were 15th in pass blocking, 16th in run blocking. And uh, Bengals were 31st and 21st. So... Uh, kind of that that kind of shook out for me, I, and I know that the the actual the names on the team sheet for the the Browns are they're they're all you know high quality um, line. Uh, I just think that actually what the way that offense worked for the the Ravens last year that though you know in that run game those those uh, that line was pretty effective. So I just gave them the nod really, but I can understand why you'd go the other way. I just cheated basically and used uh, someone else's homework. Uh, right, um, <laughs> Mark. Do you want to uh, start with the D line? Uh, yeah, just um, just very quickly before that, um, mm. just wanted to quickly just say that the Commanders deal has gone through now officially, so no more Dan Schneider. Wow! Hooray. Wow! Uh, Happy yeah, times. Congratulations, he, Commanders fan. Yeah, and he's just been <laughs> Schneider's just been fined sixty million dollars as well. So wow! Yeah, wow! Bad day for the Schneider <laughs> Empire. Yes, but anyway, yeah, do they change the, name uh, or not? Do they? The same. Oh God, I, I don't know. I'm warming to commanders. But uh, did you notice yeah. that the uh, in in quarterback show that the black the uh, alternate yes. came up a couple of times? I did yeah, yeah. It's no nice. <laughs> Big fan of that. Um, yes. Anyway, um, so D line. Um, this is this is a tough one to call because I think we've I think we do have a very good um, very good defensive line, but I think there's some. There's some very good defensive lines out there as well. It was really tough to call. Um, I think uh, I'm still a little bit torn because I think between the Bengals, the Browns and us, I feel like it's actually quite tight. Um, I have got the the Ravens fourth, but um, I think think between those three, I think I'm going to edge the Steelers into second, but it is a tentative it's a tentative second um 
you know, there, there's some really good depth around, you know, what the Bengals have got. And, you know, we know, we know that we know how good the Browns can, uh, are on that line as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tentative second for Steelers. It's, it's really close. And this, this is where I was looking more at the starters because, yeah, my defensive backup knowledge is, is pretty, uh, pretty sparse, to be honest, outside of, uh, outside of rookies. So, do, do, do we yeah. know that the Browns um, line is that good? I mean, they've got Saki Ika, obviously, massive fan. Uh, yeah. Dalvin Tomlinson's a good addition, but the rest of that team, I mean, if you look at the PFF, they're all flashing red, like 40s, like Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togai. Uh, mm. It's not, it's not, I don't yeah. think their D line is that good. I got their, I got their D line last. I've got, it, it's difficult because, yeah, they, they played sort of the, they do the four three instead of the three four, mm. then there as well. So you kind of yeah. factoring in different things. True, but, um, true, true. Sorry, I've got yeah, them third. Sorry, third. Ah, oh, third. Yeah. Bengals were even worse. Yeah, because you 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 put yeah. the you put the Ravens last. Uh, again, yeah, it's it's just just looking at starters, I think, and yeah, kind of not not looking at the depth. Um, I wasn't like blown away with what I saw with the. Uh, with the D line on the on the Ravens, that the starters that they have there. I mean, yeah. neither am I. It's, 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 yeah, it's, no, no, no. I was going to say it's it's again. I think this is a, one of those really tough groups on there. But you know, you're looking at what, Michael Pierce, um, mm. Broderick, uh, Broderick Washington, Justin Medabuiki, yeah, Travis Jones. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not blown away by what they've got there, but. Um, yeah, I I think I'm happy with the Steelers going second. Okay. Yeah, I've got that. It was this, a tough one, but I think so. yeah. I've got this. This is a clear win for the Steelers. What, what, yeah, what are you saying? Uh, Rich? I agree, hundred percent clear yeah. win. I don't think anybody's even close. I think. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, you're making me second guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just got to power through. When Rich says something, don't don't let it like take. Yeah. No. No. Anymore. Don't let. That, no, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to do that, Mark. I'm sorry. I'm no. Just, no. I'm no. Just, no. It's just yeah. The both of you so confident in it, and it's just like no, no. Oh, I don't know. Like I think I think mainly because I was kind of basing what you know the kind of formations that the Browns are playing as well, and just yeah, sure. the, the different different ways they go about it. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously Cam Hayward is absolutely, by and large, the best the best D lineman in this division to me. Um, just absolutely elite. So, yeah, maybe that would put, put, push him up. But I'm, I'm going to stick with second for now. Go on, go on. All right, Rich, tell us <laughs> tell us why they're first. Well, Cam Hayward, I mean, it's just there's no there's no defensive lineman even close to his ability in the AFC North. Um, Seventy four tackles, ten and a half sacks. I mean. That's that's awesome for a three-four defensive end. Ten and a half sacks is fantastic. Ogunjobi, forty-eight tackles in a sack, and Keanu Benton, your guy. I'm surprised you don't you don't have. Hey, has there ever been? Is he is he the best defensive end on the Steelers ever? Yeah. Well, it's hard to say because remember the the four three defensive hmm. end. It's, it's a little bit. Say. It's a different yeah. position. Three four mm. defensive end, yes, I would is, say. Right? Yeah. I would say three four defensive end, absolutely. Cam Hayward, I would put Aaron Smith second. No one's got the pressure on the quarterback like he does. I don't no. think, from that position, not from a three four. Yeah. Nope. Nope. But um, yeah. I mean, if you look at four three, then Elsie Greenwood is mm-hmm. 
freaking awesome. He should be in the Hall of Fame. That's a that's a crime. Um, but I had uh, I had the Bengals second because remember Sam Hubbard comes in and plays inside a lot too, and he's a phenomenal yeah. player. Sixty tackles, six and a half. You know, he's a great player. B.J. Hill had sixty-eight tackles. You know, so I got the Bengals second. Um, Browns and Ravens. I, I, honestly, I'm not strong on either one, third or fourth. You could flip flop them. Right now, I have the Browns and I have the Ravens last. Hmm. Uh, Browns. Sorry, recording these for perpetuity. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, one second. Yeah, for me, this, the uh, the Bengals. You're right. Like the, it's it's when Henderson comes inside, they look good. Otherwise. The, the, the Bengals have got kind of a bit of a bum group, really. No names coming off poor seasons. I mean, DJ Reader is the only quality performer. Uh, Hill's, Hill had a good season last year, though. He had a better yeah. season than Ogan Joby. DJ Hill was. You got to be careful when you Google that name, by the way. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. DJ, DJ, uh, DJ Reader. Reader. DJ yeah. Reader had 27 tackles. Yeah. No, no, but BJ Hill's a, a tackle. Hasn't got him listed on PFF. Am I missing something? Hmm. Interesting. Let me see. Let me look it up. Has he moved? It's possible. Uh, oh, hang on. I've got, I've got, yeah, hang on. I've got BJ Hill um, stats here. Um, 68 Is he on the team? Tackles, three. Three sec. Yeah, I think he's still yeah, on the team. He's, he's, he's still on the depth charts. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He's not. He's not showing up on PFL. Yeah, because they suck. They suck. Right. Okay. And <laughs> let me down again. Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So where were we? Hang on. Uh, let me see now. So Mark, you've got. Sorry, who first? Let me just record this. Uh, I had the Bengals. Going with the, going with the Bengals now. I, I've, I've kind of audibled like about three or four different times in my own head. So but Bengals, <laughs> Steelers. Bengals first. Steelers, Browns, Ravens. Okay. And who do you have third, Rich? Third? Um, I had the uh, Browns third and Ravens fourth. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I had the Steelers, then the Ravens, then the Browns, then the Bengals. But maybe if I knew BJ Hill was on the team, that'd be very different. So thanks, Peter. All right. Uh, whose guy is it? Mark, is it you to do the edge? Uh, yeah, are we, uh, yeah, we're Be on the edge. Be careful um, here. Be careful. <laughs> Why, why have I got to be careful here with the, with the edge? Because it's a clear first for me. It's clearly we have the best edge group. And, uh, you know, that's purely down to TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith in my eyes. But, you know, the depth's also pretty decent there, you know, especially bringing in Marcus Golden. Yes, I was a little bit, you know, you go back to um, the kind of rankings that I did um, when we were kind of ranking the groups within the Steelers. I was a little bit low on, on the edge position, but that was before Marcus Golden came in. And, you know, now that we've locked up Highsmith here and just looking around the division as well. Now, now for me, it's it's Steelers, Steelers first. I will go Brown second, but yeah, Steelers first for me, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Rich? I have, and remember, I only did the two starters, guys. Um, yeah. So I have Steelers first, by far. Bengals second with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. Those guys are really good. Um, Browns third because Miles Garrett has no one opposite of him that's really of any consequence. They have this uh, Ogbenilia, Ogbenilia 
Okoronkwo, I think, is slated for their their other uh, their end on the other side. I think that's what they have. Are they not going to be playing uh, Zadarius Smith there? I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, that's. I've got Zadarius Smith down here. Yeah, is that who you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I put. I, I'll keep the Bengals second, and so Browns third, and then uh, Ravens, Oa, and Ojo, Ojo Jabo as uh, fourth. Yeah, Ravens sneaky bad, right? Yeah, I mean, they put all the money on their on their linebackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get onto that in a second. This isn't your yeah. uncle's Ravens defense, is it? Tyus Bowser and Adafe Owe or Jason Owe or whatever he's called, are your headliners. And then they they were ranked 84th and 85th in PFF edge grading last year. I mean, that's not like writing any you know letters home, is it? And then yeah, Ajabo. I mean, he said he's tired of talking about the Achilles injury. But that's what we've got to talk about because he's not done anything. <laughs> but he says he feels better, so let's hope that's true. He also mentioned he'd gained probably a solid 10 pounds of muscle and felt more explosive. He's ready to move on from that injury and show the NFL what can, what he can do. And I, and I hope he does. You know, He's got some, some uh, Scottish connections, I believe. Uh, I, I wish him luck. Obviously not against the Steelers. Maybe he can be their premier pass rusher. But yeah, at the moment, pretty dire for the Ravens, which is uh, surprising. Um, yeah, but uh, I've got uh, the same as you, uh, Mark. I've got uh, Pittsburgh edging the Browns, followed by Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's no name guys, Hubbard and Hendrickson. We talked about them. Decent duo though. They're they're, they're better than you think. With uh, delved into some um, premium stats here. So set seventeen point three percent pass. I'm going to stutter or lisp all over this 17.3 percent <laughs> pass rush win rate for nine sacks hubbard had 10 sacks and asai had 10.5 win rate which isn't bad for a number three rusher so they're, they're actually in pretty good shape the bengals while with no star power uh star power uh for, for reference and, and this is where i think um where why pff just go gaga for garrett right he had a 22.5 pass rush win rate last year, which is which is like meteorically high. I mean, TJ had a bit of a down year with the injury and everything, but he was 12.5% last year. So, you know, you, I, th- I think you, that's what they're basing it on. Do you know how they calculate that, Gav? Um, yeah, it's just they, they each rush is is graded and if and if you win that rush i.e you know you not necessarily it's not like a hit or a pressure or, or a hurry or anything like that it's just are you beating the guy in front of you so you know so garrett's 22.5 pretty high number and they do they do that same scoring system plus two plus one zero minus one minus i think two. that's just a win or loss thing so it's just you, a win or loss okay yeah you gotcha. win or loss yeah uh so yeah you can argue that it's, it's skewed or, you know, maybe they're, they're giving him extra credits because they, they, they're in that, you know, they're in love with him for some reason. But, uh, <laughs> that, that seems to be the, the, the only reason I can find why they, they put him above. But yeah, I've got, I've got Pittsburgh ahead. I mean, I it's just, uh, how, how you couldn't put this group ahead, I think is as, as a Steelers fan would just be insanity. So let's move on because there's nothing to talk about, right? Because we exactly. all agree. Okay, I'll take these linebackers. Um, yeah, I mean, hang on, Mark. Let me just let me just get your. Have you got the same as me, right? So, sorry, just with Edge, you had Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Bengals, Ravens. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, I just yep. had a little record keeping snafu. This is why we need cat. 
where you're back from what, whatever you're working on your AI. Where, where is Kets this yeah. week? Yeah. Very quiet, oh, he's in Cornwall quiet. as well, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in Cornwall. He's probably, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> linebackers. Uh, how you could not put Roquan, Queen, Malik Allison, Harrison, and Trenton Simpson. This is your uncle's Ravens linebacker crew. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, okay, the days of – I was trying to think back. I've, I've totally forgotten who was in the in the backfield with um, Ray Lewis. I, cu- I couldn't even think of who was back there. Uh, I think C- – did they overlap with CJ Mosley? I don't even think so. Uh, someone's mm, phone- they might have. They might have overlapped with Mosley. Someone's phone going bananas. Sorry. Wow. That's a, that's a good mic. It was on vibrate. And you could yeah, yeah. it's vibrating the mic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think – did they overlap? I'm not sure. I, they may have. Most, I, I, that's, uh, they might have. I was trying to. I was trying. I was racking my brains. I didn't. I didn't want to look it up. But I was trying to think who that defense. It was like pretty much him and Ed Reed, right? I mean, it was just. Oh no! You had uh, what's his name um, rushing on the edge that gave. Oh, Suggs. Ben, yeah, yeah. yeah, he gave. Yeah, ben yeah. I just meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suggs, Suggs. Yeah, obviously. But I meant. I meant in like the backfield. In the secondary, I was trying to. Oh, in the trying secondary, to, I was trying to remember who like was there another name next to Ray Lewis? You know, like you had Erlacher and Briggs, right? That the, the sort of you know the, the pairing of great linebackers. I was trying to think was who was I, Ray Lewis's backfield mate? And no names came to me, so I just yeah, wondered. I can't, I can't remember. He just dominated. He was that good. I mean, what a player! But anyway, this group, yeah. So I've got I've got the Ravens top. Anyone not got the Ravens top here? Uh, Ravens, yeah, clear yeah. top. Interesting, isn't it? Like that, everyone else is moving away from these kind of like super paid linebacker groups. Maybe apart from the Bears, but um, here, here, this team is pumping money into the group and drafting. And, yeah, know. continuing the draft <laughs> linebackers. Mm. They already are very strong at the position. Right, and maybe, maybe they they, they understand the power of the run game, and therefore they want to. Are they, are they defend because they'd have to defend themselves in practice? They want the best run stuffing linebacker core. I don't know. It's, it's strange. Um, second, I've got the Bengals. Does anyone anyone have the the Steelers higher than that? No, your your <laughs> your statistics match with mine so far. Your yeah, uh, same yeah. Okay, and then I do have Pittsburgh third. Yeah, same. Same up. You have Pittsburgh third, do you say? Yes. Oh, okay. You have the Browns higher than the Steelers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <He did. laughs> no, I. They're both not great uh, groups, to be honest with you. Um, to I, be fair, I, Anthony Walker Jr. was injured last year. And the yeah, year before, he had exactly. 113 tackles. He's a really good linebacker. He just was – he didn't play much last year. No, I'm just very down on our on our linebacker group, and I'm hoping they'll prove me wrong. But I, I just don't see it. I, I do have us fourth. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love for Cole Holcomb to really come into his own a bit and be great. And, you know, for Alandon Roberts to really step up and maybe Mark Robinson to, you know, really surprise us all and, and have a have a top quality season. But I don't know. I, I I am down on this on this group. I really am. And I'm just a bit worried. I'm I'm thinking Holcomb could could surprise you here. I I, I get it. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I get it. It's change and uncertainty. But 
you can put that above the certainty of being dire, which is what the Browns are. I mean, it's just been dire for a while. It's been a major weakness for them. It's been a weakness of their team for a little while. And I'm not sure they've addressed it and fixed it. And they, you know, they've got JOK, who's a player I really like. They're just not using him how I think he should be used. Walker's fine, but yeah, but outside of him, they've just, it's below average players, I think. Yeah. I, I think uh, JOK, I think possibly swung it towards the Browns for me because I do, I do really like JOK, you know, when he's, when he's on it. I think he's a, he's a terrific player. So. Yeah, I, as I say, I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in, in what we have in our room here to put them anything higher than fourth at the moment. You know, JOK only had one more tackle than Cole Holcomb last year. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. How was he? In, yeah. I, I'm not familiar, too familiar with him. I mean, I, I've seen him play twice a year, of course, but um, is he a, is he decent in pass coverage? Yeah, he was pretty good in college. I, I'm not sure what he's, oh, let's have a see. So, uh, yeah, his coverage grade on PFF was, 73 so pretty good mm-hmm. yeah he's he's kind of an all-rounder it's just the speed the kind of dynamic athleticism can I, I just think they want to do they want to use him more as a joker right they want to rush him a bit a bit like Marco Parsons and they want to, they want to drop him in coverage so that you you need like I mean that makes sense they've got Anthony Walker who's the uh run stuffer but it just feels like they need like an out and out green dot guy which they don't have um, maybe they're hoping that Walker is that, but I'm not sure he's quite sideline to sideline enough. So yeah, tacky tacky doesn't feel like a great player, and yeah, I'm pretty down on him to be honest. All right, we've got two groups left. Who wants to take cornerbacks? Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take them. Okay, okay go on, Rich. This was really difficult for me because I really wanted the Steelers. I wanted to rank them, you know, high, but I I just couldn't. I, I um I think Browns the Browns are the class of this division with Ward and Newsom. Yeah. Um they're they're so good. Both of them are really strong corners. Um two, I think Marlon Humphrey's the best corner in, in the division. Uh Rocky Sin, decent player. I think they have what a Brandon Stevens in the slot, maybe. Um, I got the Ravens second. Uh, third was tough. I, I almost put the Steelers third. There's just too many un- unknowns. We, you know, Joey Porter Jr., we hope he's going to be a great player. Um, who are they going to, what are they going to do in the slot? The slot? I mean, we still don't know that. Peterson, I love. I think he still has a little left in the tank. But I think Mike Hilton really put put the Bengals over over the top. If we still had Mike Hilton, I would have put the Steelers third. But I got the Bengals third and the Steelers fourth. Would you have kept Hilton over Sutton? Yes, because I think it's it's tougher to find that that slot corner. Hmm. You know, um, I think he's Hilton's a better slot corner, but. You know, Sutton's a good player. He he played well for us. I, I don't. I would have a problem. Wouldn't have a problem either way. But I would. I would rate Hilton a little higher. Yeah, it, it feels like hindsight. But I, I genuinely, at the time, was saying, "Why are they letting Hilton walk, and why are they keeping Sutton?" Yeah, I remember. I remember you were. Yeah, but, but uh, it's so difficult. They were sort of. They were two players that made up one player. Really, you know, if you had one player that did both, what they both do, then you'd be in great shape. But yeah. 
And remember, Sutton Sutton really developed. It took him a while to develop. He's he's a very interesting case study because usually these corners take a, maybe a season, you know. But it took it seemed like it took him a little while to really. Because remember, we didn't like him on the outside at first. He he seemed. He, remember, he was, his hips seemed to be really mm-hmm. slow in the turn, mm-hmm. and it just didn't seem like he was going to make it on the outside. And then he just he, he worked on his game and improved significantly. He's a much better corner these days. Yeah, the mental side of his game really, really came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart player. Real. I really liked him in the zone. I thought he was our best zone corner. I don't even think it was close. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, it's kind of a loss without him, for sure. I've got Cleveland top, same as you, but then I did have Pittsburgh second, and then and then the Ravens, and then uh, the Bengals. I just think the, the addition of Pat P, that star power and rookie potential, is, you know, this, this is the highest I'd be prepared to put him. I, I think, right, the, the, the Browns, that group is is an awesome trio. Uh, when you include Emerson as well, and, they, and they've already played well together, they're a known commodity. So I think it's easy to put them top. Yes, uh, Ravens have got a stud in Humphrey. Yes, Rocky Sin is, is a decent addition. Trayvon Mullen, Armour Davis, solid depth. Who knew Adaris Washington had converted to corner side? Not me. Um, but I've just got to say, I, th- I think with Levi Wallace, you know, I think there's a few things. Yes, we need to work out who's in the slot, like you say. But I just think this, this, this. Uh, I'm, I'm projecting forward, not right now. I think this, this Steelers secondary is going to surprise a few teams, and I think I do think this is the second best group in the league. But I understand why you you put them last, Rich, because there's just so many questions. And so, uh, Mark, where, where do you sit on these guys? I, I've got it exactly the same as Rich. Um, exactly the same order. Um, I've got the Steelers in fourth because I just think it is just so uncertain. It's, you know, it feels like, a, well, it is a completely new group. Um, it, it's going to be difficult to tell. And I just that yeah, Browns definitely with the two, with the two that they have there, absolutely brilliant. Um, I I do like, um, you yeah, know, Marlon Humphrey is fantastic. And I do like Rocky Sin quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't see myself putting the Steelers ahead of the Bengals just because, I don't know. You know, I like Pat P and I do think there's, you know, promise for Joey Porter, but I just don't know at this point. And for, for that alone, I had I had to put the Steelers last. Okay, fair enough. I, I can understand that. I don't hate it. Uh, I, was, I was wanting to be optimistic because I do think they've upgraded so highly. Hopefully uh, I'll be putting them, you know, hopefully I'll be putting them second, maybe even first by the end of next year. You know, maybe this, this really works out for us. But um, yeah, as of right now, I just, I just can't put them that high. Fair enough. Um, do you want to take us home with uh, the safety group, Mark? Yes. Um, this, this was a really tough group for me. I, I think this, I think this was quite a, quite a difficult one to go for, but I think purely, purely, because of having Minka Fitzpatrick, I think we're at number one in this group. I think I think he is just absolutely. I think he is the best safety in the league. You know, I, he, he's just an absolute superstar. I do think we've got some good pieces around there as well. You know, I wasn't massively high again. I wasn't massively high on the safety group when looking at the whole team, but you know, looking around what we've got against what everybody else has in, in the north. 
you know, I, I don't think it's too bad. And, you know, with having Minka Fitzpatrick there as your key key part, yeah, g- give me the Steelers number one on this one. Um, it's it's difficult to say behind them as well, like who who I would put, um, you know, I quite like that Bengals duo. They got their Dax Hill and Nick Scott, not too bad. But I, I think I'd probably put the Browns second. I, you know, Thornhill and Delpit did, did some pretty decent stuff last season. Um, pretty good, pretty good duo. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go for them again. Yeah. I like Kyle Hamilton as well. You know, really good, uh, really good player. So that's, uh, I think it's, I think it gets really difficult around there, but, um, yeah, I, I think I'd probably go with, yeah, Steelers definitely first. I'd go Brown second. And I think just at a pinch, I would go Bengals third and Ravens fourth. <clears throat> okay. Rich, uh, I have Steelers first for all the reasons that Mark mentioned. Um, I have the Ravens second, Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams. I think they're both really good. Uh, I had the Browns not too far off. Grant Delpit's a really good player. Mm. Um, I think the the Bengals got kind of devastated. They they did a good job bringing guys in, but they kind of got devastated this year. They're say they didn't they lose both starting safeties. Yeah, to create free yeah, agency. Bates and uh, yeah, who was it? Bates and uh, what's the other yeah, guy's name? He was a real good player too. What the heck's his name? Was it, uh, uh, Rodney McLeod? Was it now? Who was it? No, it wasn't McLeod. Uh, who was it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't remember. If I hear it, I'll know it. Yeah, but um, I have the Bengals last. I just think they got. I just think they got devastated, and they they you know brought in some decent players, but mm-hmm. I think uh, the rest of the guys in the uh, AFC North are a little better. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely Steelers first. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who who wins out on that um, strong safety position. Yeah, for you sure. Because I, I, the way I'm looking at it, I don't I don't know who is all involved. I don't know I don't know their camp roster. Uh, what it's going to be, but Casey and Neil, I, I imagine, are going to be battling for that position. That should be a really fun one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I've got the same list as you, Rich, exactly the same. Um, yeah, I think it's easy to put them top. Uh, the, one of the best, if not the best, safety in the league, plus two quality co starters. You know, they're both good. You know, one's better in the box, one's better as a little bit deeper. So, um, I think, I think, yeah, you uh, you struggle not to put them first. I'm just trying to find who this brown safety is. I'm not getting any the answers. Bengals? Oh, sorry, Bengals safety, yeah. Uh, Bengals. Maybe that's why I didn't get any answers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, read it. I read it, but I can't, I can't remember who it was now. They were all just now looking up like, yeah. who, is, who is this Bengals uh, safety? But yeah, I was surprised how bad the Bengals were. Really, I mean, what? I mean, Dax Hill, we had high hopes for in the in the draft process, but um, not done much yet, has he? Yeah, so untested, untested group. Um, so that puts uh, consensus Pittsburgh top. Hang on, I think. Von Bell. Von Bell. That's yes. it. Yeah, Von that's Bell. It. That's it. Well done. There we go. Chat GPT let me down. It started telling me about. <laughs> Dax Hill. I was like, no, last year. Is, it, is that your go-to now? It's just straight to Jets. Abs- uh, absolutely, GPT. yeah. Bing ChatGPT <laughs> is incredible. So if you ha- if you're not using ChatGPT, you're 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 going to be behind me anyway. 
Like even things like, um, you know, like you want to phone up like your bank, right? Or like your insurance company for something. These, these companies, they make it so difficult to find a phone number. I don't know if it's like that in the States, Rich, but in the yep. UK, yep. You, you need to, you need to be like an internet archaeologist to like dig through. You get into like an insanity loop of like yeah. trying to get, right? That problem is yeah, solved yeah, by chat GPT, right? You just go, <laughs> let's say I'm trying to phone Tesco's bank insurance or wh- whatever it is. You put it in Tesco's insurance, contact phone number, ding, pop straight up, straight away. You ring it, you get straight through. It's like, okay, all right, there's, there's, a, there's a use case here for a chat GPT. Um, that's my little tip to you. So anyway, we've got um, the safety group, consensus number one, Pittsburgh. The edge group, consensus number one, Pittsburgh. Uh, we have, hmm, there was one more. Oh, the D-line group is uh, not consensus, but majority, Pittsburgh. And then we have uh, one group where we were consensus last, which I've skipped past. Oh, yeah, the cornerbacks. Not consensus, but majority. So there you go. So ma- mainly defense. It's a bit of an up and down swing. But um, decent exercise. I hope everyone enjoyed that. It's tough. It, it's a very tough exercise to kind of research through. It definitely, it's definitely made me realise I need to dig into these uh, AFC North rivals a little bit more and just uh, just get more of a feel into what their teams are, what their uh, teams are like. So, I think, uh, as you say, you know, Bengals losing both of their starting safeties has kind of thrown everything everything out there for the, for that group in particular. So, yeah, it's definitely one where extensive research is needed to get the, to get the uh, absolute best out of it but uh, yeah no it's fun fun exercise yeah well it's good i like doing these things for my own sort of you know digging in around and finding out what yeah. things have done you know mm. um i've got a little something it's not it's not a kebab corner i would never do that i've got a little thing <laughs> I've, I, I prepared i thought ah, oh, maybe this is something we can do going forward a little whoops a little um a little game if you like but it is football related you know me i'm always going to stay uh stay on the rails uh it's a little game of <laughs> guess who Right. So oh. I've got some facts here. I've got one current and one past. We're not going to go on for ages here, but uh, one current and one past Steelers player. And I'm going to give you some facts and then we're going to see if either of you can guess these names and uh, who guesses it first. So you're allowed unlimited guesses. It's not like you're going to lose lives or anything. So you can just shout names out. That's fine. Um, but I'll just start. Right. So we'll start with the current Steelers player. So who who is this? Right. I had a straight into the uh, premium stats. I had a thirteen point five pass rush win rate in twenty twenty two with twenty five hurries and seventeen hits. I'm just going to keep reading things out. If you if you don't come up with any uh, any guesses, that's pretty hard to guess. No, no embarrassment for throwing out names, so you can just start throwing out names. But don't don't just name everyone on the roster. That would be lame. I was a record setting running back and linebacker in high school. I was star player in college. I was a second-round draft pick in the NFL. I was born on March 13th, 1991, in St. Louis, Missouri. 1991. Okay, so there. Yeah, he's current. He's current team. On the player. On the current 4.9-second 40-yard dash. This is where Mike would be. Oh, I know who that is. 17 (laughs) reps on the bench press. 35-inch vert. 121-inch broad. I'd be impressed if you knew that. He tore an ACL in week four of the 2017 season, which sidelined him for the rest of the year. 
Afton High School, where he was a dual threat on both sides of the ball. As a junior, he recorded a school record 168 tackles and 16 sacks, while also running for 1,139 yards and 16 touchdowns. As a senior, he broke his own record by rushing for 2,264 yards and 30 touchdowns, while also making 108 tackles and 10 sacks. Attended Hutchison Community College in Kansas for his freshman year. This is where you realize that, you know, these guys, they were all the best players on every team they were ever on. Where he named, was named first team All-American by the NJCAA and caught the attention of bigger programs. Relentless motor and a fiery attitude. Right, we're about halfway through, so I'm not expecting any guesses now. So any, any, anyone, <laughs> any guess at all or not? This is a current player? Current player. Just thinking because of the age. I'm just trying to think who's who's up there. If they're born in 91, so. All right, no guesses are coming, so I'm going to carry on. Yeah. Transferred to Missouri for his sophomore year. Played behind Coney Ely and Michael Sam, but still managed to lead. This is where you're going to get some more clues. It's going to get a little bit more revealing. He still managed to lead all Missouri ends with 55 tackles on the year. He also added 13 tackles for loss, six and a half sacks, and eight passes broken up. Marcus Golden. Got it. Bing. Yeah. Well done. Well as soon as she said end, I was like, oh, yeah. who's, oh, yeah, that was, that was the kit, that was the kicker for me. Well done. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, should I say that? But neither of you had thrown out any guesses. So I'll leave that. <laughs> okay. Well done. Well done. Okay. Next one. This is a past player. Okay. Oh, this is all yours, Rich. Well, let's uh, see. Let's I'm see. Not good at this. Depends right. how far in the past this was. Well, I'm not giving yeah. any clues. <laughs> he played in both the NFL and the CFL. I'm going to give you his age now, which will, which would age him. He was born on March 31st, 1993, in Leroy, Alabama, where he also played high school football. He attended Auburn University, where he was a standout player for two seasons. You might not even get this one. It's quite tough. I think this is a DV. I'm pretty sure. He played. I remember remember this. Go ahead. He played in the SEC Championship game and the BCS National Championship game and set a school record, I'm not going to tell you what that record was, in the Iron Bowl against Alabama. Drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the third round of the, I'm not going to tell you the year, NFL draft. Hmm. A big clue coming up. Should I give you that? Should I give you that one? Yeah. Ooh. Uh... All right. Yeah. You might get it now. He was traded to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I was going to say Ricardo Coakley, but I don't think he was. I don't remember him being traded to the Browns. Okay. I'm not going to give you years. After the Browns, he signed with the Texans. Okay. So that ages it a little bit, but only appeared in 12 games. He briefly joined the Chiefs, but didn't make the roster. So he only spent two seasons with the Steelers. All right, a couple more clues. He played in the XFL for the Houston Roughnecks, where he led the league in receiving yards before the mm. season was cancelled due to COVID. It's not a DV. Oh, that's not that far back yet. No, 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 but he's still <laughs> yeah, a yeah, yeah. I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was. All I said was he's a past player. As soon as I heard he was born in 93, I was like, blimey, okay, maybe this is someone I know. Um, he then signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the CFL in 2021 but did not play due to league suspension of operations. In 2023, he joined the Edmonton Elks of the CFL where he is currently playing. 
who is that receiver? Oh, he was kind. Of, we thought he was going to end up being like. Um, You're on the right track. Like what's his name? But he didn't. He just never. Mm-hmm. He just never. That's the guy. Out. I can't remember. Carl Ritz, you got this. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Shoot. Blanks. Totally drawing blanks. Yeah, you got I, I, I could picture his face. Right. Oh God. Big hands. I remember he had these big hands. And he never seemed to be able to pull the ball. Did you in. say how? Did you say how long he was in Cleveland? To, uh, no, I didn't. Not long. Okay. Like a few games. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. A year or something. Uh, I'm out of stats. So how do I? How do I? How do I? Um, how do I help you here? Hang on. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I had dreadlocks. Uh, Can you give me his first and last name? That might help. <laughs> uh, some some listeners have got this. Sammy. Yep. Sammy. Oh fuck. Carl Rich. Sorry. Oops, sorry. <laughs> You're there. Oh my gosh. Oh my mind is it's just the worst these days. Good lord, don't get old, guys. <laughs> I've, I'm sure I I can't oh my gosh. I can't think. You're absolutely right. We thought he was going to be the replacement for Matavis Bryant, right? Yes, for Matavis Bryant. Mm-hmm. He he looked like yeah. a lot like him. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I don't think I... <sighs> he was traded for a... He was traded with a seventh-round pick for a sixth-round pick, one of those trades, where it's basically like, just dump this guy. Oh, man. I don't, I don't think I can remember, Gav. I don't, no? I... Yeah, I, I don't I don't have it. Mark? No. I've beaten you both. Yes. <laughs> Sammy Coates. Oh! Uh, yeah, that's it, Sammy <laughs> Coates. <laughs> oh, shoot. Is that yeah, fun or do you hate that? That, that was a good one. I like that. That, that was good. Yeah, I'll bring that back. I think I think when, when we don't have a we don't have a kebab corner, that might be a thing we do. Because that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Go back a little further, oh. though, please. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know you were going to be on. <laughs> just, uh, I wanted to just go yeah. back. Like, <laughs> just uh, it's, it's weird. My, my 2010s Steelers knowledge is all over the place. It's mad. Like, my 2000s Steelers knowledge is pretty decent, and my 90s Steelers knowledge is all right. But, yeah, my 2010s Steelers knowledge, for some reason, is just terrible. I don't know why. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah I, what I will do is I will have a, an a, Old, old guy in there up the sleeve for you, Rich. If you if you're on, <laughs> yeah. that's cool because there might be uh, some guys I don't even know, so that might be fun. But uh, cool guys, nice one. Thanks, thanks for the uh, yeah, show. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, so we're not sure if I don't think Simon's going to be back. Maybe he'll do a little appearance. He sort of threatened next week, but uh, I think yeah, maybe, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll be uh, threatened by how good a show this was, so he'll need to uh, make an appearance. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> training uh, training camp starts this time next week. I know. So, exciting. Very excited. Yeah, nice. really exciting. I can't wait. Uh, what do we say here? I can't remember. We do some tags, some things that I haven't got written down, so we'll not do that. But, you know, find us on Twitter. <laughs> We're not on threads. Um, yeah, subscribe, like. You're supposed to review us somewhere. Apparently, Spotify's got a review thing. So um, if you can do that, then we'd appreciate that. But uh, yeah. if not, no worries. I've never reviewed a podcast, so I can't expect you guys to. <laughs> um, I, I consume podcasts literally all the time. So uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I should go and review some of the ones I listen to. Who knows? But um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, see you later. See ya. Go Steelers.